Triple B Adventures Podcast. Get the buck outside. Welcome back. Happy Thursday. They're probably going to get this on a Sunday, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get it on a Sunday, but but don't listen to it until Thursday. The enthusiasm of Thursday is still there for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, I'm Nate Landshark Shermer. I'm Juan Ortiz. Where's the rest of it? Oh, you want the whole thing? <laughs> I'm Juan David Ortiz Romero Casaño Betancourt del Socorro. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Our wonderful... I'm going to uh, find an acronym for that for the next one. Yeah, our wonderful co-host. And then we also have uh, two special guests tonight. We have Courtney. Hi. She's just kind of sitting, but... Um, um, we just sit here and listen. She, she works at the VA and has several, uh, many, many stories with, uh, with vets and, and the situations that go on at, at the VA, as uh, I'm sure a lot of us know about. And then our very, very special guest, Aaron. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Aaron. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hi. Thanks for coming on the show, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Listen to that voice. You got a, he's, you got he's got a nice face and voice for radio. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to uh, one-up Brady with his... <laughs> his uh, he's got a face and a voice for radio, and I just have the voice. You're you're a few cartons of cigarettes away, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how how many cigars did you smoke before this? Well, on the way here, I burned through about three. Nice. <laughs> and then I got pulled over. Uh, <laughs> that was in the carpool lane. But uh, I had to get here on time. So. Dude, you were here not only on time, but in true military fashion, you were here like an hour early. Well, you you, you said you wanted to escape work, so. Yeah, I had to do a hasty retreat from there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I've was. i been working on a couple of projects at work that have been taking up most of my time, so uh, any chance I can get to get out of there is probably, you know, for the best. If I get out of there early or just do something different, that, you know, break up my day, that's always the best. Yeah. Something, uh, something I want to know, Aaron uh, does multiple kinds of work. Um, so he works in a cubicle for the man. Um, but he also recently came back to us uh, to Triple B Adventures. He was one of our um, lead marketing and web developers. Um, and thanks for coming back, man. Yeah. <coughs> Cheers. 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 Yep. Cheers to that, Salud. guys. Clink, clink. Clink, clink, clink. All right. I'm going to reach all right. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll talk about what, what I'm cheersing with. I'm cheersing with um, my new favorite bourbon. It's uh, not your father's bourbon, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a uh, bourbon mixed with um, a hint of vanilla. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost like a like a root beer bourbon. Wow. And uh, and it's from it's from Wisconsin, where I'm from, small little village, not too far from my little farming village that I grew up in. And then, uh, Aaron, what are you drinking on? Uh, was the Liberty Liberty Call? Okay. Yeah, it was a Liberty Call whiskey. It's what we replaced previously uh, here at at the uh, Bunker Labs office. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but it doesn't give me whiskey face, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> like I'm I'm with that. Um, I do like the uh, the not your father's bourbon that you're having, just because uh, that one was pretty tasty. Also, it although is. I thought it was weird, it was it was more vanilla than bourbon. Like it says a light hint of vanilla, but it was like no, it was vanilla heavy. Like, it was, so. 
woman's bourbon then. Yes, yes, it was it was Ouch. a tasty woman's Ouch. bourbon. Ouch! <laughs> it's great. Or maybe women have good taste. Oh, that's there we go. Is. I like it's it. That's what it is. We have to be equals. I like the spin on that. All right. So, so we just got your first name. What's what's your last name, or do you want to be kind of secret scroll mm. for the listeners? Well, because maybe somebody will want to reach out and, and hire you. Um, are you for hire? No. Well, I'm all, mm, I guess it depends. <laughs> I guess it depends on what what's, what what you want to hire me to do. Um, my name is Aaron Patchen, and I work for a large financial firm here in San Diego. Um, Ding, large financial firm. <laughs> located in UTC, if you can figure that out. Um, yeah, I work uh, work there Monday through Friday, nine to five, and then I also make soap on the side, and I operate an underground boxing club. Um, <laughs> out in Poway. Love it. Love treats. it. <laughs> I like that. How so. how did you get into into the soap biz? I I've known you for a while, and I know you always kind of like wanted to do something on the side, whether it be doing websites or, or something else. So why why soap? It all started in the shower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the shower, and my wife had bought me some soap for Christmas. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, hey, this is, you know, this is actually pretty decent soap. I wonder, I wonder how it's made. I wonder what's going into it. You know, like, in the shower, you have less access to your smartphone. You can't really just Google random things. <laughs> right. So I'm just kind of, like, questioning. For this. a solid 10 minutes, you were wondering. Yeah, like, where where did this soap come from? Um, so I forgot the shower. Then I had my smartphone. You know, obviously, you don't go too far away without your smartphone. <laughs> Immediately knew. Sad, Start looking up <laughs> what's in this soap. I figured out. That, oh, it's, uh, it's got coconut oil. It has, uh, it has um, olive oil. It has a few other basic ingredients that you have in your kitchen. Human fat. Well, I wasn't gonna say that out loud, but you did. <laughs> so I harvested some human fat. Wait, what? And I got, oh, <laughs> I, I, I said it out loud, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so before before you get there, if you don't mind, quick quick background on soap. What goes into most okay. soaps? Actually. Just want to preface: I don't actually have any human fat. In my soap. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the military humor. Element. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So no, um, don't be sorry. Most soap is made out of uh, coconut oil, olive oil, and uh, lye. There's actually a bunch of different ingredients you can use, but for the most part, it's a hard oil or in a soft oil. So like something that's hard at room temperature, and then something like olive oil. Okay. So after I figured out. That was the basic ingredients. I went and bought everything, and then I started making it at home. So the first couple of batches were actually pretty bad. <laughs> like um, how bad? What What would you say is bad? It was like Play-Doh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like it just didn't come out very well. And like my wife. Good, was, good for the grip though. I, I'd imagine you wouldn't drop that soap. <laughs> I don't think you pick it up. So. You <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I ended up making like ten or eleven batches in a row, each one getting a little bit better, and then eventually people kept asking me. You know, do you sell this online? Where can I get it? And I wasn't expecting to sell it at that point. I was just making it for fun. So um, I think my first one was the Honey Bourbon. I finally got to a point where I thought I could sell it, and that one sold out, like, overnight. So at that point, then I started making it, um, making it, you know, a regular thing at that point. Yeah. So how long does it take to, to go from start to finish with? <clears throat> so it takes about... 24 hours for it to fully cure, uh, like get from being lye and oil to being soap. Okay. But you can't, act, you shouldn't probably use it for a while 
uh, about three weeks. So about three weeks, then you can probably start using it. It's safe to use after a couple of days. Yeah. But because of the lye in it, and you want to make sure that um, safe to use, you let it sit for a couple of weeks. So. Is this like a, a meal prep ritual that you do now, like monthly, weekly? Just make your batches of soap, or. So I've been trying to fill out what people like. And it seems at this point they really like weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> of course. So. Um, and what is weird? So like recently I posted on my Facebook that people, I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to make a avocado toast soap. Hmm. And, and I was didn't really know what anybody would say. And everybody's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like a lot of white girls or what? A lot of everybody. It's because really? we're basic. So <laughs> we like that stuff. So that's kind of like one direction. Or I posted uh, the the campfire or the fireside whiskey one. Everybody really liked that idea. Um, or, I mean, it, it could, I, I had a pirate theme soap and everybody really liked that one. So it, I'm trying to narrow it down to see what people actually like, you know, what they will buy. And it, it, so far it's been weird stuff. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. And and did you mention the, the name of your soap and how can people get a hold of you? Uh, or the so name of your company? It's uh, Twin Peaks Soap. Um, the name comes from the, the road in Poway that I live off of. Um, I'm on Instagram, on Etsy at Twin Peaks Soap, uh, Facebook, all the usual spots. <laughs> and eventually a website. Eventually a website, but for now, Etsy is the, the main one. It says Twin Peaks Soap. Okay. Nice. And then, um, actually, kind of a, a segue from, from earlier when you were talking about the, the Underground Fight Club. I don't know if I've ever told this story. Did I ever tell the, the but story? But Nate was in an underground fight club? I was. You I told was. me about arm wrestling last <laughs> weekend, so I'm, I'm curious. What's, what's no, the actually, when, to um, try to try to put that maybe on like something that doesn't... Let's see. Sorry for... Oh, this will little, all be edited. This, this, this is has okay. a real like clink, clink, clink wow. sound. It really picks it up on the mics. It's crazy. But um, yeah, back when... Um, Back when Fight Club first came out, did I ever tell this story? No. So back when Fight Club came out, I was out here with, with some buddies, and uh, there, there was an actual Fight Club in Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, of, of all the places, I should have known better. But it was at, at this Fight Club, you could, they said you could fight. We, we thought we were about it. So we're like, all right, we're going to do it. They said all you needed was you needed a ring man. You needed a towel, a mouthpiece, and 20 bucks. Yes. That's all you needed. And that 20 bucks included, like, all you can supposedly drink. <laughs> you know? This is bare knuckle, bare, bare knuckle yeah. fighting? Yeah. Wow. So so I went down there with some buddies. We had our mouthpieces. We had our towels. We had each other for the ring man. Was the mouthpiece like an orange from the previous drink? Uh, Just like, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No, I actually, I actually had one form. Okay. For, for my mouth, for my teeth. And uh, so we went down there, and um, fortunately we we were smart, and we, we decided before we put our, our our names, if you will, our names in the hat, that we would watch a couple fights. So we went to, the first thing I remember is we went to the bar, and there was a big chalk, there was a big chalkboard, and it said, okay, rum and coke, you know, tequila and cranberry, vodka and cranberry, whatever. But no matter what you ordered, no matter what, 
you got tequila and whatever your mixer was. So if I ordered, you know, bourbon and Coke, I got tequila and Coke. It's like, why even put the chalkboard up there? But uh, so we're, we're drinking our tequilas and Cokes. And uh, I remember the, the first fight was uh, the first guy was huge, huge black guy. He's probably like 6'6", six, six, 300 pounds. And then they said, his opponent, a Marine. Coming out of two four from Ken Pendleton, and he said his name. I forget his name. And then the guy comes out, and he's like Mighty Mouse. Like, Are you kidding me? Dude's like five four, 150, wet with boots on. I was like, oh man. But I'm like, all right, well this this is gonna be a Marine, or this is a Marine. You know, he's he's gonna handle his own. He knows how to fight. And he gets in there, and boom, 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 boom. He's punching the he's punching the big guy, and then. Guy's like, ho, 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 ho. Uh, and he's like, boom! He just grabs him, like sort of got like a cartoon. Just grabs him by the neck, brings him in, and just bam! Pile drives him and just pounds on him, and then done, done. But done. it wasn't done. Like the refs, the refs, it was no holds barred. They didn't stop until that guy was nearly dead. And I think the only reason they stopped because the the big guy just got tired of bashing the guy's brains and it was crazy so we're like yep we're not doing this you know we were under the impression there'd be like some sort of like weight class or something but yeah there was no weight class it was just like the biggest guys against the smallest guys and seeing who could get their brains bashed in it sounds like he was tired though after that did you go up then i did not the marine did all the (laughs) tough work for you just like softened the guy up yeah yeah no thank you that is a uh Truly wild story. <laughs> I feel like uh, you should have a, a bar of soap that hints for people to join a fight club. Well, like it, it kind of like with uh, what is it with In and Out, where they have like some Bible verse on the bottom of, uh, of some of their packaging. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they open up your soap, it's like meat at. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, he's dropped some lines. You've dropped some uh, fight club lines on on your uh, pages. I've seen it. It's pretty funny yeah marketing is hard so <laughs> you got to go with what exists and get people in there um and try to find something that they relate to a lot of people find fight club uh relatable because they either don't like their job they have now or they want to do something else so that's kind of like a, it's always a relatable thing with entrepreneurship and things like that is fight club is um, you know, going out there and actually doing the things you want to do when you realize kind of the things that you are you are currently doing may not matter, so you you want if you want to do something, you should do it now. Yeah. So that's kind of like the message I like to get out there. And plus, it's it's got a cult following with the movie too, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's that draw as well. Yeah. With with your soaps, are you trying to aim uh, towards any market in particular? Like you, obviously, you're a veteran. Um, you live in a civilian community, but you you've talked about some like male-oriented movies are you are there any lines coming out i don't know is there going to be a the secret soap or something um so currently i'm working with some local like yoga yoga studios okay uh to make a more um it's not necessarily feminine but it's necessarily it's more like lavender and mints more gentle smells so um that's which can be masculine still (laughs) <laughs> they could mints for sure <laughs> I've got mint beard stuff yeah I love it yeah because both both sexes have bought that one in particular um, and then I have the more 
like masculine ones that you expect like the fireside whiskey and honey bourbon and so i'm kind of trying to figure it out like what what's kind of like the, the more bang for your buck or mm-hmm. like what the biggest audience that i want to get right now uh so it's kind of a work in progress i'm kind of trying to see what what kind of like uh comes out of it and you said bang for your buck so are certain ingredients a lot more expensive than than others like yeah. bourbon more expensive than lavender or uh so like the so the when you make soap you can use essential oil which is like the stuff you hear about online like the you know cures gunshot wounds and yeah all the crazy crazy <laughs> stuff um and then there's what's called fragrance oil which is like almost like a perfume that's not not something you can get from like a plant yeah uh, so that's a lot cheaper so some stuff is more higher end just by default and then some stuff like the the honey bourbon that doesn't exist in nature you can't get a <laughs> right. essential oil for that damn so um so yeah so, so some stuff definitely is more expensive just just based on what it is okay wow i are wish there, there was a bourbon are oil soaps in like a shape or is it like a square a circle they are square are they square yeah i've I like that. Well, and you've got like a press. You've got something going on that you got like a stamp or something as well. So they're not just like a plain blank bar. You don't just get a brick. You get a brick with a stamp. And it's a nice intricate stamp. Yeah, I went went online. I have a stamp lady down, which I didn't know you can have one. But now I have one. And I ordered a stamp from her and came in the mail it actually came to my wrong address and i had to go drive to my old address and i was expecting it to be in the hands of you know a stranger but isis nobody yeah isis (laughs) i was expecting the worst and i got there and nobody was in the the apartment like it was empty so it was even worse because who knows when you're on camera stealing your own package well (laughs) i didn't know when the next time the mail would get checked because nobody lived in that apartment Uh, so then i went to the the front office and I was about to ask them if they could open the mailbox for a place I don't live at and the mail guy was there and I bribed him to open my old mailbox. Mm. You so. bribed a government official. I think that's we'll edit that <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I'm I, kidding. Yeah. I gave him some soap. No. <laughs> so it wasn't like I... That's very generous of you. Okay. Yeah. Clean up the streets. <laughs> I, uh, I have a question, Literally. Aaron. Um, for those that don't know, so Aaron used to do uh, a few things before you you also dabbled in mead. I still dabble in mead, but okay. I, I don't make it as much. I just drink it the same amount. <laughs> so it's it's like for your own it's for your own personal consumption kind of thing. Yeah, I used to make it just for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I never made it for profit because I never made money with it. That was the goal was to try to make mead and then like get into it full time. But the regulations and all that stuff kind of stopped me from doing that. ATF or what? Yeah, I was trying to get over the border. <laughs> Mexico into those underserved communities that needed mead. Um, yeah, it just wasn't something that was feasible at the time. So, but yeah, I still do it for fun, and I put it in a couple soaps. So that might be that's something. that's exactly what I was gonna ask. Was there anything that you brought over from making mead, whether it be learned um, or experience or anything else that you brought into soaps? I think the main thing is the process um, of making something is usually like very similar. Not necessarily like the ingredients or things like that, but you have to have patience. So having patience and experimenting and trying different things and being okay if something doesn't quite work out, um, that's been a big thing. And then uh, just being open 
to like feedback, like because my wife hates every meat I make. Aww. But <laughs> I like. Did she at least try them and then say that she doesn't like them, or she'll try it, she'll spit it out, and then curse, <laughs> curse me a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, so but now I feel pretty good because she's actually like with soap at least she really likes what I make, which is nice because before I'd make batch after batch of meat and she'd be like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> gotcha. But now she actually like enjoys it and likes that I have like ten, ten to fifteen bars of soap in the shower at one time. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just the process of making something is uh, like knowing how something went before uh, following. Like, okay, it may not work out this time, but at least I learned something. That's kind of right. what I took out of it. That's awesome. Hell that's yeah, for veteran entrepreneurs, right? Like that's. I think that's that's a testament to not giving up. You were working at a company. You weren't happy there. You wanted to do something on the side, so you started Mead, F Mead. Now we're doing <laughs> soap. Now you're back with Triple B Adventures too. Hell yeah, man. I think it's it's all about not stopping, not giving up. Just whatever you're doing, keep pushing. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> how, how do you prove on that statement? Right? You don't. You take a sip. I'll, I'll take a sip. Hey. Hey. Cheers. 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 Salud. Raise them if you got them. Fake them if you don't. I hope the listeners don't really think we're just alcoholics on podcasts. Oh. <laughs> like alcoholics on air. Ooh, I like that. That's the title for Ooh, Alcoholics for on Air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. We uh we should bring uh Josh, the gentleman that will be debuting uh Glow Beer. Glow Beer. Yeah. I don't want to say too much about it. I feel like the name Ooh. was enough to That's spark already... interest. Exactly. I, I know, feel like the I'm name already... was enough to, to spark interest, like so that. he'll he'll hopefully appreciate my marketing efforts. Huh. Um but he's one of the leads here for the Veterans in Residence program. Um, and he has a very special kind of beer that he's he's coming out and about with. So I think we should have him on next. He he won't judge us for drinking on air all the time. <laughs> He'll love it. I don't think any of our listeners will judge us. Actually, I was looking at the analytics. It was funny. Like, besides the U.S., we have like Ireland, Ireland and, and Scotland. Those are drinking countries. Those are good places. I know, right? Yeah. I know. I don't know how they heard about us in, in Ireland and Scotland. Maybe it's all the scotch we're drinking. I don't know. The scotch and bourbon and whiskey. I mean, I've been to both those places, and they are excellent countries. So, I mean, it makes sense of why, why would they listen in. You know, it makes perfect sense. So, All right. It's a good place. I yeah. like how your brain works. You, you have a very analytical brain. Well, it's analytical plus you're creative. That, you're like a... Freaking unicorn of Marines. It's it's very cool. They're rare. Yeah, I think I should have joined the Air Force, but <laughs> it's, it's too late to go back and do it again. What uh what did you do in the Marines? I was an intelligence analyst. Um, there we go. Well, that's why. That's why. And but you're also creative. Yeah, so some of my PowerPoint briefs that I'd give <laughs> were real nice. And then, uh, you know, I kind of got, like, slapped down. Like, okay, you need to put less magenta <laughs> into these briefs. Uh, I remember I had one, I was in Iraq, and uh, we worked closely with, like, different uh, different government entities and stuff like that, and there was one CIA brief that I found, and I was like, oh, shit. It had this moving logo, and it would move around, like, you, you hit the PowerPoint, and it'd do, like, and it would, <laughs> it basically move all around, and there'd be explosions and shit, and then it'd be your logo, logo. That's like, awesome. I'm going to steal this. <laughs> so I just replaced um, their logo with ours, and I presented that in a brief. 
and then our CEO was like, this is what you guys have time to do. Like, <laughs> like we're at war and you're over here making like beautiful shit you know, on PowerPoint, which at the time, like, like PowerPoint 2005 or whatever we had was pretty basic. So oh, to yeah. make something very animated and beautiful was hard. So he thought I was in there for hours, like making this thing. But really I just took a CIA PowerPoint yeah. and made it my own. And copied and pasted. Resourceful too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that story, but. You were you were like validating it. your creativity. Yeah. yeah. Long story short, steal from people <laughs> if you can. Yeah, especially when it comes to design and um, and if you're not profiting off of it, you know, design and and uh, creativity and yeah. So you were intelligence in in the Marine Corps. Yes. And um, how long did you do? And and uh, how was your transition out? And what would you have done differently? <clears throat> Uh, I was in for nine years, and I got out in 2013. Um, I deployed like five times, so I was just ready to not deploy for a sixth time. Mm. And then, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, it just kind of gets, uh, you know, if you want to do other things, it's hard. Right. Um, so, I started going to Mesa College, where I met uh, Juan here. Ooh. Shout out to Mesa College. The Ding. veteran... Um, Veteran organization was, was that? the the VRC. VRC. Well, actually, no. There was it was a controversy. The VRC is where we were, Veterans Resource Center. Uh, SVO, Student Veteran Organization, is who we were, like the club. So a lot of things happened there. A lot of uh, acronyms going around. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I work with. Uh, I was with those guys hanging out and doing that kind of stuff. So I was in college uh, for several years, and then um, yeah, in college for. Uh, management information systems. So I have a business degree uh, with emphasis in that. And then uh, a couple internships here and there. And then I ended up landing with the, the financial firm I work at now. And uh, did I answer your question? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I think so what I would ask is anything that you can, knowing now that you're a few years transitioned out, you're you're comfortable in your life, you feel okay with where you're at and, and obviously still progressing, but what tips would you give anybody else that might have been in that intelligence position then to achieving something that they might like to be in now? Because I feel like intelligence, it's it's very specific type of research. It's very specific involvement in, you know, the task at hand. There's not too many civilian jobs, I think, that are, you know, researching the enemy. Right. So so what's uh, an equivalent of that? How did you find that? And what do you recommend for others to kind of, like, land somewhere happily? So I think that um, Intel and actually, like, a lot of different MOSs, um, you can't find a direct correlation to your civilian counterpart. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I found what I enjoyed doing, uh, which was creating some form of technology or, or being involved with technology. Um, so it took a lot of like uh, trial and error, like I said before with the mead and the, the soap and stuff, it's like all trial and error. Like I tried five or six different internships. Um, I worked at Mesa College in the IT section, I really liked that. So then I uh, tried something else. It really was not good. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I went back. So actually I've been at my current position twice. Um, I tried it. I was like, this is crap. I, I hate this place. And then I went away and found something worse. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit. The place wasn't so bad. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> um, so I guess to answer your question, um, 
just kind of like be open. You don't have to do the same exact job you did in the military. Like you don't have to even try to find something similar. Um, find what you like to do and do that thing. Is that that's pretty vague, but you don't have to try to recreate your experience. Try to leverage the things you do know how to do. Um, in my case, I know how to do research. I know how to do um, analytical th type thinking. So the job I have now, there's a very a lot of crossover in ways that you wouldn't expect. I got a lot of do, do a lot of research on current um, regulations and stuff like that. Uh, what I did in Intel was uh, a little bit of it was clearance processing. So I'd have to do a lot of um, the regulations in with that. So there's a lot of crossover. You just have to find the places that you are strong at and then find what you actually enjoy. You don't have to do what you hate. Like the thing I, I was just tired of the military at that point. I was ready to get out. I enjoyed my time, but I was ready to move on. So I wanted to do something as different as possible, but still do something I liked. So uh, I don't really know if that answered your question or not, but no, no, I think that did. the The key point that I took away was be be open to trying new things. Be um, open. You be, you might not be happy with one internship, but it'll let you know what you dislike, so you know yeah. where you can go next. And be and be okay with being your own advocate. You don't have to just because you're in a place. You don't have to stay there. Like I, I was at a job for three months, and I was like, you know what, I really in, just do not enjoy this, and my mental health is is hurting because of it. And so I quit. You know. I remember one of the internships that you you told me about, and this is maybe months years ago. Um, but you were paired up with another civilian guy, and this civilian guy was like your junior within this internship position, but he was a freaking idiot. Yeah, like he would. He, <laughs> I think you know. Yeah, exactly. And you you had some pretty good stories about um, j just kind of realizing the the level that some people will not want to achieve. And you're there with just like your basic military knowledge, like, hey, like this isn't that hard, guy. Like it's just task at hand. Do this. Um, but yeah, man, internships. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you bounced around enough to found where you're happy at. Yeah, it's hard because, um, like, I got out as a, a sergeant, and uh, I'm used to taking on a leadership type role. So a lot of the positions I have, I'm back at the bottom, and so I understand that I'm not going to be working in the same capacity or mm -hmm. even in charge of anybody. But um, even now the job I have, I'm literally at the bottom of the totem pole, but you can always find opportunities to be a leader. Even people who work- I like that. Even for That's people nice. that you work for, like my own boss, I found opportunities to help him or lead him. Maybe not the same ma manner, but you can always manage up. Um, or you can manage sideways. Like I have people that are exact um, position as me but they are like way younger. So like you can always work, like you may not get anything out of it directly, but you can always help somebody else by saying, you know, this is what I would do if I was working on this project, or this is what I would do if I was in your shoes. So you can always keep your, your leadership skills sharp by just offering your time and efforts. I like Absolutely. that, manage sideways. I think there's yeah. probably a better way to say it. No, I no, like no. It. That's that's a bud word. That's manage a buzzword. Sideways and manage up. Yeah. yeah. Manage down. Manage up. Manage. You know what? Let's say the military, the, the oblique, where you kind of move this oblique, way. Oblique, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering too. You um, you said your degree was in business or uh, IT related. So how did you end up doing finance? So. 
Hmm. Mm. I'm trying to explain it in a way that doesn't make <laughs> me sound crazy. Uh, so my field is actually really small. I work in auditing, IT auditing. And most people don't know what it, what it is. I didn't know what it was when I first started. Um, my company actually uh, recruited at my school and I was one of like three people that applied and I was like stoked to be there. I was like, fuck yes, I want to be, I want to learn more about this. I was asking questions. They also had free pizza at the uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, for, yeah. for the recruiters out there. Now you know right. we got some. Yeah, so I'm asking questions. I'm like excited to be there. Like everybody else that was there was like, I think they were just there for the pizza. I was there for the pizza and the information. <laughs> so you got to kind of have to be there for more than one reason. Um, so they hired me. Uh, it didn't hurt that the actual person that interviewed me was a Marine too. Um, so you can always leverage that. Um, oh, yeah. Not saying you should always, but if right. you can, take advantage of it. So we, uh, yeah, I got hired there. I was an intern for a summer. And then they offered me to stay, but I was like really not sure if I was, that's what I wanted to do. So I ended up um, going back to school and actually went to another company the next summer. And I was like, holy shit, this is awful. <laughs> so I saw what I could do with the other place. And then um, they ended up offering me a job once I graduated. So, yeah, that's well, how I ended so up. It was better option, yeah. So what did the other company do that was awful? Um, so I think that if you're not keeping up with the times, um, if you think that people are expendable, they're going to prove to you that they're not, and they're going to go somewhere else and get paid more, or they're going to get treated better. So in that example, um, I could hear bosses screaming at subordinates in another room. I can hear people um, that clearly wanted to do more or be in a leadership position not get those opportunities. and they would promote people that they felt were, you know, their friends or, or whatever. So the place I work at now, they do it on merit. Are you doing well? Do you want to do well? You know, are you pro- are you volunteering? Are you trying to get to the next level? Whereas the other place, it was very stuck in a political mindset. Yeah. So it was more about who you know rather than what you know. Okay. You were you were telling me earlier about some of the perks that they have, um, where you can work for for a nonprofit or for an organization, or, or kind of give your time to a social cause, but they'll still pay you for that day. And I thought that was what? pretty neat. Any any other kind of like perks or anything you want to expand yeah, on with that? Yeah. So that's amazing. I don't exactly remember the amount of hours you get per year, but I think it's two days full, two full days a year. You can go and volunteer um, at a vol like. It doesn't have to be a nonprofit, but it has to be something that's recognized. So, like a Boys and Girls Club, we went one year, or like I can go work with Triple B uh, for Very a whole cool. day and uh, get paid for it because they have a corporate um, what's it called? It's like corporate outreach or corporate responsibility. Yeah. Where they try to engage in the community. So you go, you basically become an ambassador of the company to go out and work with your local community. That's awesome. I was I've telling never you heard of that. We should do the storage inventory. It's like, nah, man, you don't want to <laughs> oh, waste a day like that. Yeah, yeah that's rough. There's man. so many other things. Like, we'll, we'll plan a weekday camp out where you can volunteer. Yeah, something something beneficial to it. I'm like, geez, you're gonna throw on these? No, he's feel no. like he's back in the Marines again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sit in a cubicle all day, so doing a little bit of sweat is not not a bad thing. Right? 
Like um, like a couple of weeks ago when we were sweating when we were playing kickball. Yeah. That was a good time, though. Yeah. Were you sore after that? Yeah. I definitely felt really old. I that. did, too. <laughs> I was like, what? Like a week later, I'm still feeling it in my groin. I'm like, what the heck happened? Some hard kicks. Some <laughs> hard kicks. Overusing your groin is never good. <laughs> I don't know why my groin was hurting. I don't know. At third base, was I, like, shuffling side to side or something too much? Yeah, I did some. It was the kicks. I feel like it was the kicks. The kicks? It was a power I kick. I saw those it. photos. Those uh, little shorts you guys were wearing. <laughs> it's called silkies. Those are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to keep your your, your parts uh, aired out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely some some fond memories of wearing silkies on the PFT. Is that like an issued uniform part? It used to be. I it's heard not anymore? The, for the Marines, I hear it's not anymore. They they issue kind of like a an extended length, like a Like a basketball short? short? Yeah. Um, no, not even. That's, I still think they're above the knee, uh, but they're not, you know, right below the tip. Yeah. Um, so they're different. <laughs> I feel like um, but no, they, Thanks they, for that mental yeah. image. They, they used to be uh, an issued piece for all branches of the service. Or actually, no, I, I can only account for the Marines and the Army. Um, but then afterwards, because they look so risky, they kind of got phased out. Oh. Um, well, I don't think well, it's, it's... I enjoyed looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, like, you put on a pair of silkies, you're just basically sexually assaulting people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unintentionally. You're just there, but it's happening. So. Well, I don't know. I've heard stories, but I don't know personally, because mm-hmm. I wasn't in the Marines. I was in the Army. But I know in the Army that uh, there are a lot of guys that cut out the mesh that cut out the uh, yeah yeah you know <laughs> the the amaca du guevedo stuff the, right. the skin part that holds basically it all in cut out the the, the, like, underwear the underwear of it <laughs> you know so I don't know if that's maybe that's the that hurt? one of the reasons that the marines cut out the the mesh like I, I, I always left mine in because I felt like it served a purpose and for like stuff to not fall out um, plus it would breathe just fine with it I think other people would cut it out just to to be that guy. To be like, oh, hey, look at my bubble gum. Yeah, like I said earlier, sexual assault round. Yeah. <laughs> and Courtney, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just saying they wanted all to, like, flap. So if you guys are running around, doesn't it hurt? It's no. It's all, like, it's, there? It's meant to swing around. and oh. It depends well, on the temperature. Well, yeah, true, true. image in my head. I'm glad to give you that positive mental image. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if it was positive, but I'm, it was just well, hoping. Wait, minute, it was. It was, an, it was an there. Image. It was it's there. just like he said. It's there. It's like there. It's, it's, it's visual it's rape. It's bad. Into my brain. <laughs> it's never gonna yeah. go away. That's like reason one thousand and one that I got out of the Marine Corps. I'm saying too many pieces. Oh. <laughs> one too many. One too many. Because of because of your analysis, or I was like, you know what, I've done. All these different studies, and one time a guy's parts came out, oh. and I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, "Fuck this! I'm getting out." <laughs> that was the straw. Yeah, one of the the many straws that broke well, the camel's back. Also, free college after you get out. That was yeah, a big one. That was but a mostly tough one. penis. Mostly. <laughs> Too funny, man. Too where funny. Uh, where were you going to college, by the way? Because after you left Mesa. I didn't see you around for a while. Well, after you 
transfer places. Yeah. Normally you don't see people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I stayed there for like another year, and then where'd where'd little Larry go? Uh, I was at Cal State San Marcos. Um, Boy, it was an interesting place. Big, a big, uh, small fish in a big pond or something. Long story short, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, and I. You were a big fish in a small pond. It seems like. Yeah, a lot of ponds, a lot of fishes, <laughs> a lot of seafood, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's where it was, Cal State San Marcos. Did uh, did they just out of curiosity, did they have a veteran center or anything that you were used to leaving Mesa seeing? They did have one, and it was smaller than mm-hmm. Mesa's. And at some point, they closed it to redo it, but it was closed for a year. Mm. So, I have some better feelings about that. Place. Doesn't take a year to paint a room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. Yeah, but no. Overall, good good experience. I learned some stuff. Learned some stuff that I'm currently employing at uh, TBA and on my own. So, it's awesome. Um, net positive. Oh yeah, that, that's that's the attitude I like to hear. Net positive. You know. At least you didn't go in the hole. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You yeah. have to maintain that positive, even if it's that little bit to hold on to. Like that's it. Yeah, right. even when it's negative, you know, like one time it's humorous negative. Yeah, one time I saw a guy crash into another guy in the parking lot, and although it was negative for him, it was really hilarious. <laughs> 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 <So>. Dude, <laughs> I, was, I, <laughs> I never knew you were so funny, dude. I saw a guy getting pulled over in the carpool lane, coming here. It was bumper to bumper traffic, and I rolled my window down. The cop thought I was trying to say something to him. No, was just <laughs> laughing out the window. And the guy got pulled over. <laughs> this, wow. this is Aaron, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for Love thank it. you for being on the podcast. We Love should have it. another one. I know, right? Dark Man. dark humor with Aaron. <laughs> I'm down. Dark intelligent humor. Love it. Absolutely. Wow. I dig it. I dig it. So, Courtney. I feel like I was about to say. I feel like there's 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 Courtney we need to talk to. A little bit. Hey, tell us. We'll we'll come back to you if you want us to give you some time. But uh, I was gonna say, tell us a tell us a VA story. Well, I work in the police department at the VA. Ooh, so you see so some stuff. We only see veterans when they've gotten a little too out of control at the hospital. And you said you were dispatched, correct? Yes. Okay. So I don't see a lot of the positive things that go on at the VA um, for veterans. I see a lot of times when they're coming in, you know, they're drunk or intoxicated, high. They're coming in for mental health things. So I only ever see, you know, the bad things. And it's really sad to see a lot of the things that are happening um, older veterans, the Vietnam era, that are mainly the uh, uh, negative stuff at the VA that's going on. Would it be would it be very naive to assume that you put a positive spin on it because you dispatch help to them? Oh, no, I do. No. I mean, and I'm like, wow. Oh, she does. She's so loving. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, and it's really sad because you get to know the same people that come in day in and day out who are the ones that are creating havoc or they come in drunk and they pull booze out of the bush. We call it the booze bush because they'll bring out 40s. And we're like, wow, it just grows there. That's amazing. And you can see it on camera. Just, there it goes. Instead <laughs> like, oh, right. so of the burning bush, the booze bush. to make the grass grow that fast. <laughs> they the way, do. You know, 40s come out too. Yeah. 
I think I have a bottle of something in a bush in Okinawa still. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> yes. It must be like a yes. common thing for military vets or military in general. Just hide their their booze in bushes. She yeah. saw me today. She's like, uh, you have a bottle of booze in your backseat. I was like, uh, let me explain. Hold on. It's for the podcast. Yeah, There's a reason. Booze is not in a bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I dig it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's a lot of good things that do happen at the VA. Um, I just happen to not see them. Um, we do have a nice 28-day recovery program there. Wow, I so, never knew that. Yeah, we have a, a whole floor of two SR tips, so substance abuse rehabilitation program. So and that's, that's the kind where you don't get to go home at the end of the day? No, yeah, you stay there for 28 days. Um, they can uh, come and go, though, during the day. Oh, really? Oh, so they can check out. But they, they can just check have to, like, out, but they have to come back, yeah. Gotcha. But they do search you, so if you bring, you know, stuff in like steroids and street bag Cialis, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to need Cialis for with a bunch of men, but, you know, hey, huh. weird. <laughs> to each their own. They were forming a men's support group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think uh, Marines wore silkies around a bunch of other men? <laughs> Makes sense now. It's slowly clicking. It is. Sometimes you don't really care who's watching. <laughs> as long as somebody's watching. Yeah. Some people are into that. Ooh. Wow. That, that reminds Wise me of those, words, like, nuggets. Angry, angry Tom meme or whatever it is, or surprise Tom, where it's like, you're jerking off in the barracks. Everybody's, <laughs> like, looking at you like. But they're still looking at you. But they're still looking. looking but they're still looking. Sometimes you just can't not, not look. I'm, I'm imagining I'm, you're in, in a room full of cameras, too, so you get the full view of everything. So, yeah, so there are... D- describe what, what a dispatch position looks like. Like, are you in, like, a little cockpit? Is there, like, uh, we're probably TV in a room screens everywhere? Or? About this size. Okay. And like I a 10 by 10 unit. Yeah, so I have, like, three... I have three 50-inch screen TVs on one wall. Damn. Or so on... penis on camera is... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so... That. <laughs> I remember watching this guy in like a scooter like fly down the hallway and I'm like following him because I'm like where is he going it's <laughs> a scooter indoors yeah right. well you know like a motorized scooter oh okay. wheelchair kind. okay okay he I'm thinking tur- like the guy stole a bird oh no <laughs> well yeah we've actually had somebody take one of those and like crash into the wall <laughs> with an officer he's not allowed to use it anymore um of course but yeah he I watching him from the backside it's going past. He turns around and his junk's just hanging out for the whole world to see. And I'm pretty much, like you said, I'm zoomed in trying to figure out what this guy is doing. Sure. Old man penis is, you know, scarred for life. <laughs> my retinas. But was there a net positive? <laughs> there was penis. Hey! So. Maybe. I don't know. There you go. But, TBD. Uh, Give you something to look forward to in, in the I future? Guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But we also have, so then there, uh, there's about 28 monitors Damn. in there, in the, in the center. So you got like 28 penises. Yeah. <laughs> that includes uh, the computer screens, uh, your radio, all the alarm systems. So if there's a panic alarm or motion intrusion, I get it. Send police. The code line, if the staff, someone's having a code blue, they're crashing, they call me. I page all the doctors. 
I know. The overhead. What about Code Brown? <laughs> that would be horrible. I'm sure it's happened though. I right? call EMS for that. The environmental service. There's something going on. Can you come clean it? And then so. they call Twin Peaks Soap Company to wash that. Stuff <laughs> yeah. If you have a Code Brown, <laughs> don't think twice. <laughs> call Twin Peaks Soap. <laughs> I feel like there should be a soap brand that comes from the VA. Should do that. Uh, it's like yeah. a soap specific to wash off, you, like the VA you know, soap. Like, <laughs> they have like um, yeah. vend like little. I think it's once a month. Vendors come in and they like show their wares and stuff at the oh. VA. I feel like oh. if I was gonna make soap for the VA, I'd have to make you dirtier. <laughs> you it can't actually help you in any way. <laughs> Can you make wow. some? Well, you already make alcohol-smelling soap. I'm sure that would sell a lot there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to trigger anybody, though. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Just a hand sanitizer-smelling soap. Oh, that'd be great. That fragrance? Some people really <clears throat> like hand sanitizer. They're, they're hard up. They'll eat that or drink it or whatever. And I've heard. That's true. Wow. So, I, like I said, triggers. Powerful. <laughs> I wonder if how... Because you know how there's uh, ASMR... Um, so it's and it's what like, is ASMR for those that don't know? I, I don't know the exact uh, acronym, but it's something like audio sensibility something. It's people that get people highly that aroused. get off on yeah. They, they either get highly aroused, they get off on, or they're incredibly like focused off on, on sounds, <clears throat> soft sounds over the radio. <laughs> so maybe we could we should explore oh, that yes, for let's soaps. Let's hear your ASMR. It doesn't actually make you. It's not a sexual thing. Oh, I thought you were going to give us your ASMR. Yourself. You have to, like, scratch the microphones and stuff like that. Scratch okay. your beard for the... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not supposed to be sexual. It's supposed to just... It's, like, it's not? Yeah, some just, people take oh, it in. Oh, man, I'm, I was about to say I was doing <laughs> it wrong. Like, shave the soap, like that crunching sound. It's, it's like sound. That's that's what it is. It's whatever satisfying. sound. Like, some of it yeah. is soap, some of it it's is sand. It's an enjoyable thing, but some people make it dirty. You know? Oh. <laughs> Which... People know. make anything dirty. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. But yeah, it's like just a thing that people enjoy. Like uh, it could be totally non-sexual, which I don't know why it needs to be sexual. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a uh, there's a there's one about like a guy talking about his uh, razors. You know, he's at a, at a uh, at like a barbershop, right? And you can like feel it in your ear and stuff like that. So hmm, interesting. Some people are into that weird shit. So what I'm what I'm proposing is uh, obviously not ASMR, but uh, scent, like highly impacted scents into soaps. Like let's say somebody really likes the smell of pen ink. Hmm. I know oddly specific, weird, but let's just say like odd scents like that. Go for it. You never know. Ink for sure has a smell. I'm definitely down to sell mon- uh, sell stuff to make money. Yeah, so. there we go. <laughs> Whoever wants to tell me they need something, I will try to make it happen for them. There you go. For all the listeners, if you have uh, if you have a kink, yep. it doesn't have to be audio. It can now be scent. Yeah, you're like, I really fucking love bananas. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who and, doesn't? And mini horses. I will try to find <laughs> what a mini horse smells like and put it with bananas. I don't give a shit. Do it. What does a mini horse smell like? Uh, well, I'll tell uh, you. A, a mini horse. You have a mini horse? My parents have a whole bunch of goddamn mini horses. Where? Uh, Up north near Modesto. Okay. They also have fainting goats. Fuck yes! yes. I love those things. What is a fainting goat? 
exactly what it sounds like. It's, yeah. they, they get, when they get easily startled, it's a, it's a natural reflex to them. So they're not like sick or anything like this. Is what you can literally say life. boo, and if, bam, if, if yeah. I may. <laughs> you may. It's a, uh, it's a condition called myotonia congenita. And when they get startled, their muscles lock up. And if they're off balance at the time, they'll fall over. <laughs> they look hilarious wow. doing it. This guy's a real life Google. It's fucking awesome. I only know information nobody wants. <laughs> we want like, this. We just wanted that. Yeah, partner. we wanted that just yeah. now. I know, right? Yeah, we need to do the trivia. You had posted before about um, the office trivia. Mm. Do you do do um, any other trivia like Game of Thrones or just I random? I want to, but my current friends list is so narrow that they cannot make it at the times I want to go. So I haven't yeah. gone. Uh-huh. Well, your friends list just expanded by about 3,000. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want to go to any trivia in San Diego County, or if you want to fly me out. And, uh, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, and I'll bring you some soap as your payment. Leaving Boom. no opportunity unturned. I love yes. that. Yes. Capitalism. I love it. Um, I'm down. I, I don't know much about The Office, but I love trivia. Well, the office only happens, and I guess since we're here, we might as well plug. It's called Little Miss Brewing, and it's on Adams Avenue. It's close to us. And it's close to the Pentagon. Pentagon? <laughs> <laughs> so it's we're uh, Nate and I are roommates, and we have every branch of the service uh, at our okay. house except the tri- uh, except the Coast Guard. So. so they have a really cool thing going there where they do like the office trivia, or they'll have like Game of Thrones trivia, or just general trivia. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit. I'll do whatever because it's fun. Yeah. So. Have you, I take you won prizes before? Like, I haven't won anything. Like I said, nobody's gone with me. So I haven't actually gone. But I enjoy the idea that somebody's out there winning prizes based on (laughs) knowledge of the office. That's that's the net positive for you. You don't get to go, but somebody's enjoying them. Yeah. There's a good in the world happening. I like that. I like that. Wow. So we, we know you're intelligent and we've found out that uh, that you're athletic as well with with your kickball experience do you do you enjoy doing any any other sports hmm. Hmm. sometimes I go and you know I actually don't have any other sports type athletic ability at one time went on a jog and I pulled a hamstring <laughs> <laughs> It does. It does count. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I haven't ran for, for some time, but um, I got back into uh, to racquetball. And um, so so that was my inadvertent way to ask you if you wanted to, to play racquetball. Oh, I'm down to <laughs> throw balls around. I'll wear some silkies. I don't give a shit. I feel like, Nate, you were challenged recently to racquetball, and I feel like you're seriously trying to uh, find some practice and competitors here. Yeah, I love it. I, I just love to compete, no matter what it is, and uh, especially if it's anything athletic. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I have zero experience. I want to try it, and and uh, yeah, I, I just love to compete. Recently, um, I played racquetball with Perry Yee. Oh, he's uh, a yeah. former Navy SEAL, and we were we put our hurting on each other. It was amazing, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. We we both like we're running all over the place. We both realize that we're both out of shape, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy 
competition, and I welcome it. Sounds oddly erotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you're near a Navy SEAL, it's oddly erotic. Yeah, you can't even help it. Yeah. I don't even swing that way, but those dudes are. I mean, two good men guys of men. just bashing it out. I know, right? Mm-hmm. You, it's yeah. A great visual. Just American. Imagery's, yeah, imagery's bound to happen. It's there. <laughs> yeah. But, but speaking of imagery, too, um, we have plenty of silkies. So I got a I got an extra pair for you that you can wear. Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think the the next episode where we have Courtney on, we should do surprise silkies, like just halfway through the episode. Just tear away pants and their silkies. May I propose that you eventually put this live? Yeah. Who would who would that, want that, to that'll live? That'll be that's that's <laughs> gonna be the next step. We we need to get we we need to get for that for live. Basically, we need. A person dedicated to the video feed. I mean, you know. So if you know anybody, or I'll if you help, okay. Now yeah, you know what we do Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is what we do on Thursdays. I come directly from my very corporate cubicle job. Come down here and drink some whiskey and shoot some video. Better be wearing those silkies. I'll wear whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy. Oh. Dude, those are my favorite words. My favorite words, right Big there. Big boy. I'll wear whatever you oh. want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere else with that, but okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, when, yeah. It's too too funny. This is a wild, wild podcast. It always is. You know, the funny thing, we've noticed at about 30 minutes in, that's when we start to loosen up and, and, and it starts flowing. That's why uh, when Aaron was here earlier, I tried to preface that. We were drinking a little bit before that, so... Even, but you can't even help it. Even though you 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 lubed him up and he was it's ready, like you, you sit down and it's not until you're comfortable with like your surroundings and the microphone in your face. Yeah, yeah. I have my pants off earlier too, <laughs> <laughs> but I put them back on for the podcast. Oh, that's a shame. Because yeah. those look thick and constricting. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. I tried to open the window and throw them out. <laughs> we, we work as a policy apparently. <laughs> the window's closed. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the bad part about this this room too. It's kind of hot. Warm. If, if, yeah. yeah, the listeners. Um, Some may call it sexually charged. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. Feel the tension. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. It's, it's not the tension she's feeling though. It's the heat. <laughs> it's the net positive. From the three men. It's the net positive. There we go. <laughs> but no, th- this this room is carpeted. Ceiling to, to floor, wall, everything is carpeted. Like the ceiling, too. That's yeah, literally the it, ceiling Until is Nate carpeted. pointed that out a few episodes ago, I was like amazed. Like, mm. somebody took the time. Yeah, you either need more or maybe, in my case, less drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for the listeners, Aaron is petting the furry wall. Yeah. I mean, how often do you get to do that? Right. That's true. That's yeah. true. It's a nice wall. If, if I can expound upon my point earlier of what Please. you should do after you get out of the military. You should take every opportunity that comes to you. And in this case, it was the furry walls. <laughs> I know that when I go home tonight, I don't have that. That's what you're going to turn your uh, soap-making room into. It's just carpeted all over. My landlord doesn't really care. <laughs> so They'd probably even give you the extra. Like, yeah, by the way, here's, yeah. here's some extra pieces. Yeah, so whoever's listening wants to donate some carpet to the Twin Poke, uh, 
my god. Twin Peaks <laughs> Soap Company, free wall project. Uh, let me know. Oh, yeah, we could have another, uh, we could have a, an additional podcast room, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This needs to be a little bit bigger. Instead of, like, 10 by 10 or whatever it is, I think if it was 20 by 20 and carpeted, it wouldn't be so... I do have a really nice backyard, and I have mead. I like it. I've actually never tried mead. I mean, if you like to just get drunk, <laughs> the very least you'll you'll have a good time. You'll I don't. I, I try to like do things in moderation. If you'd like to have an okay time, <laughs> mead is good for you too. I like it. I like it. Aaron's gonna be an awesome salesman for his soap. I, I can't wait till you come up with like video commercials. I've thought about it, but I feel like, like I said, I have the the face for for radio, so I'm working on it. No, you have a good face, man. Truly, and you trimmed the beard. Yeah, I have. You, I, you trimmed the beard. It's it's really nicely trimmed. Did you do it yourself, or no, you have someone else my, do it? My wife does it for me. That's amazing. I don't pay her. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, that's like a volunteer position. Like I'm doing. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron used to have the full-on Jesus look too. Yeah, like long hair. I've seen. Yeah, but on a bad day, I looked like ISIS. Oh. <laughs> so one time I was at Camp Pelton and I was helping a friend move into the barracks there. This is after I got out, so I had like the full length, uh, like shoulder length hair. And some Marines thought maybe we were a gay ISIS couple, <laughs> and so. Yeah, it was a real. It's kind of uncomfortable. Did they did they like make you stand the parade rest? Did they correct you? They were like, hey, no. Oh no, I was very comfortable with not being in the Marine Corps at that point. Gotcha. So I made it uncomfortable for my friend. I said, yes, we are gay. <laughs> <laughs> you respect our decisions. Wow. <laughs> then I went home to my wife. <laughs> did you tell the wife about the story? I told my wife about a lot of it, you know, a lot of things that have happened. And I don't actually know if she listens to all of them. <laughs> so, what percentage would you say that she listens to? Twenty. Mm, I say a lot of nonsense. <laughs> a lot of nonsense. Your your wife works in uh, in mental health though, in therapy. Yeah. So, so I feel like I, she does she, listen a lot. She probably filters and picks out those keywords, yeah. and then she's like, "Oh wait, what?" Yeah. So like, I really put a a lot of pressure on her like professional skills. So when she comes home, she doesn't want to deal with another crazy person. <laughs> so you, you push those buttons? Well, I don't try to, but by default, <laughs> it just happens that way. So I would say she probably listens to a solid 10% of what I say. For oh. her sanity, she has to tone it up. Yeah, I don't blame her. <laughs> what about the opposite? How What percentage would you say that you listen to her? I try to be pretty... Um, I try to listen to like most of what she says. I try to understand like where she's coming from because... The crazy part of my brain puts a lot of stuff out there, like for a non-military person to, to uh, process. So I try to I try to come from it from that angle. I try to I try to like listen to what she says and I try to understand like where she's coming from. But what I do I actually understand? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's like there's listening, but then there's understanding. I just don't don't understand that man. Yeah. I feel like I, I bring a lot of craziness um, inadvertently uh, to the table. And so I, I really credit her with a lot for just dealing with just dealing with my craziness. So, so um, how did you meet your wife? Uh, we went to high school together. 
and Aww. Uh, well, you, you talked to Susan. Oh, <laughs> and I tried to date her friend. Oh, and she was like, she was just so. Actually, I remember exactly when it happened. Uh, it was like eighth grade or ninth grade. I saw her friend standing there. I was like, hey, do you want to get together at some point? And <laughs> my wife was standing behind her. Is that what you said as an eighth grader? I was like, hey, do you want to go out? I don't remember what <laughs> I said. Do you want to go steady? Do you want to do some things? And then, uh, <laughs> she was like, hell no. I was like, roger that. So I took off. And then when I was in Okinawa, um, back when MySpace was really big, I, I sent my wife a message, and I was like, hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> you got some good pictures. And, and, and apparently... That worked? Yeah, that worked really well. So she, I was, so I tried to actually like, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work out. I'm going to Iraq. So maybe we shouldn't be together. So you tried backing out of I tried to break up with her three times. Oh, I was like, hey, like, listen no. here, lady. It's not going to work out. <laughs> maybe we should just be friends. And uh, she was like, no. And I was like, what? No, you don't, get, <laughs> you don't get to say no. No, she's like, no, I'm saying no. So she flew to Japan. I was like, holy shit. That's, oh. saying, that's saying yes. Uh, I was like, right, either I'm going to get huge. murdered or I'm going to get some good stuff out of this. Yeah. So she flew to Japan. She actually got diverted to mainland uh, Japan. I was in Okinawa. So I stayed at the uh, airport until midnight, and then she never showed up. I didn't know because it was before cell phones. So then the next morning I went back at like 6 a.m. when the airport opened, and she was standing there. Damn. So that's kind of like when we got together, and then, uh, yeah, we've been we got married. Actually, we got married while I was, while I was in Iraq. We did like a, a double proxy marriage, like online. Like, so you can. This is actually kind of embarrassing. So in no, please. No, this is interesting. I got awesome. married in a state I've never been to. So in <laughs> Montana, you can oh. do a double proxy marriage, which is where um, two people stand in as a power of attorney for you at the <laughs> courthouse. So we were like, we want that good military money right now <laughs> so um we had two people go we did we paid the money they went to the courthouse got married for us and then i was able to get the military marriage benefits oh, and that's also. amazing and then so yeah so i never i've been I was, i'm actually have a marriage license in a state i've never been to um, <laughs> wow. yeah so after i got back then i uh, went back to japan and then moved to san diego and then she came with me that's honestly the the best military marriage story I've ever heard. I've never heard of that before. Marriage yeah. by proxy. The double I mean, proxy. they do that in the Middle Ages. That's still just it's weird. not over the you internet. Don't just hear yeah. about it, you know, <laughs> all the time. It's interesting. That's that's so you amazing. You had to be there. If you and, can, and then you they sent you the marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's that. like. My brain just exploded. <laughs> and I'm going to say, if anybody wants to send us a story, or if they want to come on air and tell us a story on how your military marriage story might outdo Aaron's, I will buy some of Aaron's soap and give it to you. We want to hear you top a military by proxy story. Cause yeah. That's... yeah, my boss said, don't do it because it won't work out. And then here I am, like, 12 years later. 12 years. <laughs> was, he, yeah. was he some, like, crusty sergeant or something? He was a nasty captain. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
like a four-year captain, or was he like? Uh, he was a good go. He was he was he's not a bad guy. He was just a nasty ass captain. Yeah, he might have been a good person, just not a good captain. He right. Did, he right. didn't believe in love. Yeah, he didn't believe in love. He, he wasn't been. a Mustang, probably. <laughs> he might have. He might have been. I just don't like him. <laughs> he might have been a great all-around person. Yeah. Just but based on that, he's not coming. Not to, it to my twenty-year. Re, re, what do they call those? The, uh, the anniversary renewal, renewal vows or whatever. Yeah, okay. renewal vows. Long story short, are you, you gonna know. do another double proxy? <laughs> yeah, maybe like I'll get married to somebody else in some other state while she gets married to somebody else in some other state. It'll, it'll work out. I was thinking you have to do something something unique to try to top that or, or follow suit with that. Well, now that ISIS has been toppled, maybe we'll go do it in Iraq. Here we go. In some cave. Yeah. You found love in a cave-like place. Yep. <laughs> found love in a hopeless place. Wow. Crazy. Well, gentlemen, this has been another great, great get-together of stories and minds, brilliant minds from, from Aaron and and Courtney. I, uh, I enjoy the new way to marry yeah. right? story like that. <laughs> Never knew. I, Never knew. I like that. If she says she has commitment issues, she doesn't know. She doesn't know <laughs> what can be done. <laughs> wow. So, so Aaron, do you have any uh, closing remarks? Anybody uh, you want to shout out or plugs? Hmm. Your essential oils guy? Mm, no. Just, uh, I guess, thank you, Triple B Adventures, for putting on the podcast. Thank you for you guys to hosting it. Uh, thanks for Courtney for being here. Yay. And yeah. This is a scholar and a gentleman. Love and it. And one more time for the listeners, uh, where can they find you on social media? Uh, it's called Twin Peaks Soap. Or on Etsy, it's same thing, Twin Peaks Soap. Very cool. Get your orders out. All right, so for uh, Triple B Adventures, I am Nate Landshark Shermer. And I am Juan. We're, we're just going to leave it short. I'm just Juan Ortiz. I'm Courtney. And I'm Aaron. Triple B Adventures. And we're out. Peace.